The Thread is a new hit podcast from Ozzy Media that explores history's surprising connections in order to discover how one thing leads to another. Like how movie moguls in early Hollywood helped spark the Me Too movement today. Get it on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Dr. Richard Gallagher back with us. He's written a great article about how a scientist learned to work with exorcists and his uh, upcoming book about demonic possession. Doctor, with these possessions, though rare, what do you think they are, the ones that are the real deal? What do you think's happening? Well, Mr. Norrie, my, my belief is the traditional one. Uh, I believe that there are evil spirits. Um, I mean, sometimes I put it this way. I've met scores of people, in fact, hundreds of people, who claim they're attacked by non-material forces. Uh, let's call them spirits. Now, if they're attacking people, and I'm not saying that all spirits attack people, but if they attack people, what are they? They're evil spirits. Mm-hmm. And what has been the traditional Western view, not only of Christianity, but also of Islam, uh, also of Judaism, at least at certain points in its history, uh, they don't tend to, to emphasize that belief anymore, nor, nor did the original Hebrew Bible have all that much of a notion of evil spirits, but they, they, there, there are references to it. So the, the mainstream, and, and it is the you know, religious view, admittedly, the mainstream religious view throughout Western civilizations has always been that uh, evil spirits are fallen angels, they uh, rebelled against God, and they may be said to have gone to their own place. Um, but they seem to have an incredible hostility towards God, maybe envy, and uh, certainly Satan seems to have been envious of, of, of God, and uh, they kind of take it out on, on human beings. Uh, they hate God, and I think they hate the image of God in human beings. They hate the fact that we can still have a relationship with God. They, they've refused that. And we can still have a loving personality. They do not seem capable, in my opinion, of love. In fact, they're filled with envy and hostility. And so in some strange way, and admittedly it's a strange way, they have some freedom to um, attack human beings. And they do so. How many cases Uh, have you looked at or been referred to you, Doc? Well, I've I've had hundreds of cases referred to me. Now, even of those cases, most turn out to be um, mental illness or, or or rarely neurological illness. But again, it's a very self-selected group because these are people who are or have already usually been screened and they have at least some credibility. And people ask me how many cases have I directly assessed of of possession. Remember, there's also uh, more minor attacks, which people use different terms of. Uh, I tend to prefer the term oppression. Mm-hmm. But I, I've seen at least 100 cases, and this is over many years, directly of demonic possession. And I've seen several hundred cases of oppression. 
So it sounds like it's, uh, I'm saying it's common. It's not. The only reason these individuals even speak to me is because they know I'm open-minded because a lot of, a lot of uh, people, they won't even talk about uh, their problems. And their problems are, are dramatic. Again, these are not just people who are hearing voices. These are not schizophrenics. They're not um, multiple personalities. They're not suggestible individuals. These are all conditions one has to be ruled out before you uh, conclude that somebody is demonically possessed. These are people who have who fulfill very rigorous criteria. Uh, this is not just a willy-nilly uh, discernment. Uh, without that rigorous criteria, uh, we don't we don't discern a possession. Uh, let's say of a hundred potential cases, how many do you think could be the real deal? What percent? Well, again, you know, that's, that's, that sounds like a simple question, but it's not, because of the cases that think they are possessed, when in fact they're psychotic or uh, otherwise emotionally disturbed, they're very suggestible, or they dissociate or something like that, of those cases, the amount that would turn out to be genuinely demonically possessed is, is minuscule. But but that would be, what, cases. one or two out of a hundred? Again, Mr. Nori, it depends on what population you're talking about. I see a higher percentage because people have already been screened before they see me. Okay. In other words, you know, they go to a priest or they go to a minister. In some cases, they've gone to rabbis or imams, and they have clearly um, flamboyant symptomatology. Like they'll go into a trance and a voice will come out of them and that mm -hmm. voice will sometimes speak foreign languages. Now, if you're talking about those cases, well, obviously that's going to raise a lot of uh, credibility. But your average psychiatric patient who thinks they are possessed, uh, and there, there are loads more of those patients, obviously, than the, the rare possession uh, of those people, uh, they have to meet these criteria, and they, they almost invariably do not. Well, what, what is that red flag that, that you see when you're with a patient and you say to yourself, this is not a demonic possession, this is, some, this is something else, is not? So what, what's that flag that you see that you know right away? There's... Well, they just don't meet the criteria. I mean, the criteria are, are maybe that's the way to answer your question. A genuine demonic possession, now again, there are, there are lesser attacks too, but a genuine demonic possession is normally going to go into a trance, a voice is going to come out of them, which uses the person's vocal cord, mm -hmm. which you know, seems to pronounce itself a separate personality. That personality is incredibly hostile towards anything religious, uh, given its given its uh, freedom, would probably be incredibly attacking, and then they exhibit. I don't. I don't particularly. Uh, I know you and you, you, your audience probably is familiar with the use of the term paranormal. Yes. You got to remember, paranormal is a modern term. Past ages, it's 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 slightly. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not disparaging people who believe in quote the paranormal, but it's it's a it's a quasi scientific term that 
was coined in the uh, 1800s to in early 19 in early um, uh, 20th century to uh, designate phenomena that in the past would have been regarded as either supernatural or preternatural or you know basically supernatural or demonic and so um using the term in that sense these cases in addition to this hostile personality have to exhibit clear preternatural signs now what are those signs speaking foreign languages which they never knew exhibiting you know strange uh movement superhuman strength that sort of thing including levitation um and i know a number of cases of levitation um they uh have hidden knowledge the the latin term is latra meaning they have possession of knowledge of things they could not know otherwise i dealt with a satanist woman who was unequivocally possessed she told me all kinds of amazing things one of them how my mother died but it Jeez. wasn't just me she knew how 15 other people's mother had died she also levitated during her exorcisms during her exorcisms she spoke foreign languages so the significance of those phenomena of those features is that you're dealing with a separate personality who has those abilities Human, human beings all of a sudden are not going to be able to levitate. Human beings all of a sudden are not going to be able to speak fluent Latin or ancient right. Greek. I studied both of those languages, and I've heard both of those uh, or other languages as well. So you're clearly dealing with a separate personality. It helps as well the context. In other words, these possessions don't just happen to anybody. These are people who have often turned to Satanism in their life, or turn to evil or serious occult involvement. Um, sometimes they've invited uh, a demon in. So you take the total pattern, right. and uh, I, I say to my fellow psychiatrists, because they often see people who are delusional or psychotic about being attacked by uh, a demon when, in fact, they're schizophrenic or bipolar or something like that. And I say, okay, uh, I agree that those people are not diabolically attacked, but how about the patient who does, or the victim, you know, again, these are not patients of mine, how about how about the victim who can all of a sudden speak Latin or, or, or Bulgarian uh, or Chinese, uh, fluently when they've never even been exposed to that. How about the case of the person who seems to exhibit incredibly strange movements, like a levitation? And these are these are all cases that uh, have been that I've either witnessed myself because I've been to many exorcisms, or have uh, been reported to me by you know seven or eight credible people. I, I had I had one guy who was a uh, he was a, a criminal and he had turned to uh, he was a gangster and he he did some very grisly things he had turned to Satanism to become sort of top of the heap gangster I spoke to his wife his wife said you know not only did she hear him speak Latin um, uh, and not only during his exorcisms did he understand Latin. Uh, but she saw him levitate. 
Now, people are free to believe that or not, but I, I know that stuff to be unequivocally true. Do some of these people try to fake it in front of you? In a rare case, you may get somebody who tries to to fake it. You know, there are certainly people who are attention-seeking. But, again, they're not going to have anywhere near these dramatic features. Right. You right. can't fake I mean, I was a classics major at Princeton. I studied Latin for eight years. I studied Greek, ancient Greek for eight years. You're not going to be, you're not going to be able to fake knowing ancient Greek or right. Latin to someone like myself. Or levitating. <laughs> you're not going to be able to levitate. And I've had, I've had at least 15 different uh, cases. I've never seen a levitation myself. I will admit that. Uh, but I've had about 15 different cases where all the participants swear to me this person levitated. The Satanist woman I referred to before levitated. Eight people told me this during the exorcism. They saw her levitate. Now, it, it frustrates the skeptics because the, the doctrinaire skeptics who are always looking for other explanations uh, say, well, how come you didn't videotape it? And I say to people, it's a naive question, because these demons have spent millennia trying to hide themselves. Now, they do like to show off. They do like to manifest their powers at times. They're not going to perform for a camera. They're not some exhibitionist Hollywood actor who wants to appear on YouTube. So uh, people are naive when they expect video recordings. Uh, I have some pictures and videotapes and stuff like that that are kind of equivocal. I, I, I don't know that it would convince me uh, unless I knew the whole case. But the, the most dramatic cases, you're just not going to get that kind of evidence because you're dealing with uh, intelligences. And I, and I believe just as angels are more uh, intelligent than human beings, demons or fallen angels are much more intelligent. They're not, they're not going to perform for us. That's not their. That's not. That's not their modus. In fact, they have contempt for us. Uh, this, the demon, uh, or at least one of the demons that was possessing this Satanist woman, uh, called that priest who first uh, asked me in on a case. Yeah. He used to call her the his, you you effing monkey priest. I think demons think of us as inferior, stupid sure. creatures. Have they ever essentially att- monkeys? Have they ever attacked you? Physically, no. But uh, you know, during an exorcism, when they're accessed, uh, I uh, I take precautions. Uh, you know, you have to use your judgment. I mean, it, it, sometimes you you hear these exorcisms where people get out of control. Well, those are usually among inexperienced people. Experienced exorcists, no, you have to you have to hold the individual down. At that point, uh, the the victim is not really responsible for themselves. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.